0: Hey everybody, it's Sam from National Sports Overtime. Yeah, you heard me right. This is National Sports Overtime. If you're hearing this on another broadcast, um, another podcast, Daily Sports Betting or uh, West Virginia Overtime, uh, Pro Wrestling Overtime, Paranormal Overtime... We're all becoming under the Overtime Network very, very soon, and I wanted to preview this. For those of you who haven't heard National Sports Overtime, we're just now uh, getting it up and completely running right in time for football season, and that's something I wanted to talk about kind of put it off. Kind of like I thought, oh, I'll do an episode on Simone Biles and mental health, and I put that off. It's been two days now, I guess, since Tim Tebow has been cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars from his old college coach, Coach Urban Meyer, and... His birthday was Saturday, he shares a birthday with my mother, and he got caught on Monday. Well, this is Wednesday, early morning, and I'm still hearing it and seeing it. Now, some people will tell you the reason why I'm hearing it and seeing it is because I'm on Reddit and Twitter way too much. Well, guess what? I agree with you. But, it does give me topics to talk about. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big Florida Gator fan. Um, I went through, I don't know, a patch, I guess, there. What happened was I was a Kentucky Wildcats basketball fan. I became a basketball fan because of Rex Chapman. And when Rick Pitino came in, I was all for it. I mean, I wanted that change. I liked his style. I was young. And, I mean, when you're young, how can you not like that style? But, see, Florida's not only basketball. Florida's football. And the style of football I like is throwing the ball around. I love Steve Spurrier's fun and gun offense. Absolutely. Just, I could not get enough of it. My father always rooted for Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden was WVU's head coach for, I don't know how long, wasn't around then, but my dad followed him as he went to Florida State and he rooted for Florida State as one of his secondary teams. He always picked WVU over everyone else, but, you know, if it came down to Florida State and and someone else, then he always rooted for Florida State. I didn't like them. I didn't like their collars. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like them stabbing a spear in the middle of the field. And I would almost always root for the other team they were playing, which got on his nerves. And usually, my mother sent me upstairs. She didn't want to hear us fight and argue, especially with me being as young as I was. But... You know, I can remember Steve Spurrier coming in and me seeing that offense for the first time. I'd heard about it at Duke, but at that time, Duke wasn't on TV. And so to see it and hear Steve Spurrier, he wasn't afraid to say anything Because he truly believed his teams could always back him up. And I love that. Because if any of you know me personally, I am as cocky as it comes. I will tell you I'm the best at whatever. Now, please know that if I tell you I have no clue about that. Or I tell you I'm not very good at it. That means I'm horrific and I really don't know a single thing about it. And you you just might as well not bother asking me. However, if I know a little bit about it, then I will be more than happy to share my wealth of knowledge. But that's how I started rooting for the Florida Gators, was Steve Spurrier. So I picked up Florida football early, and I was still rooting Kentucky basketball. When Rick Bettino moved on, Billy Donovan had already caught my eye in the Final Four. He had went to, to uh, try to make it with the New York Knicks. He just wasn't fast enough to guard other point guards. And he decided to go to Wall Street, where he actually worked with... Um, I, I didn't think I'd ever forget his name. Um, but anyway, he worked with Rick Bettina's brother. He became very frustrated. It was not his passion, and he knew it. And his wife, Christine, said, you need to go do your passion." And he said, I'm gonna have to start out at the very end of this totem pole, and I don't know that we can afford it. And she said, no, I want you to be happy. So he called Rick Pitino, who was at Kentucky, like I said, and Rick Pitino said, I wish I would have known Billy, that this is what you wanted to do I filled my main coaching slots I have a grad assistant job I think at the time it was 17,000 I may be wrong you guys can feel free to write me and tell me I'm wrong but he coached one year on that and then one of the coaches ended up leaving and he became low man on the totem pole of one of the best uh, coaching st- staffs put together, I would say, definitely in the 90s, if not for the last 30 years. You had Rick Petino as the head coach. You had Herb Sendek, who later became North Carolina State's head coach, and I believe New Mexico, Arizona, one of those out there. He had um, Tubby Smith, who would then become Arizona's coach, Minnesota's coach, and Kentucky's coach. You had Rick Bettino, or excuse me, Billy Donovan, who would become Marshall University's coach, and then go to Florida and set a lot of records. And then you had, I believe it was Ralph Willard, who ended up becoming Maryland's head coach, I think. And he also coached at, maybe it was Eastern Kentucky? But that's not the point of this episode. I'm just telling you the background of how I became a Florida Gator. And once they hired Billy Donovan and they had Steve Sperger, I was a big time Florida fan. I loved how Steve Sperger himself was and the fun and gun. I loved how Billy Donovan himself was. He was one of the first coaches to come up with the family concept with believing in it's about the destination or it's about the journey, not the destination. It's about spending time with each other because you don't know when your life can end. Rick Petino and Billy Donovan learned that uh, pretty quickly, because it's coming upon the 20th year anniversary. September 11, 2001, the office that Billy Donovan worked in was in the Twin Tires, and it came down. Rick Pitino's brother that had looked out for Billy Donovan and become one of his best friends died in that horrific, awful terrorist incident, and it, I don't know, just awful, but as I grew in my job, and got some money, and, and tried to be someone I wasn't. I had went to college for the wrong degree. I knew it was time. I didn't make the change. I decided to get a job at the state. However, when I did, it's one of the hardest jobs in the state. And... There were parts of it I absolutely loved, and then there were parts of it I absolutely hated. And the parts that I hated wasn't the parts that my work, my coworkers hated, or that my family thought I hated. Because I didn't hate the horrific stuff. I didn't hate doing interviews, forensic interviews, testifying at in trials. None of that bothered me. Dealing with my coworkers. Dealing with the noise. Dealing with cubicles that weren't enclosed in. Not having a door. Those kind of things bothered me. I know that sounds crazy to you. But I found out very quickly. It wasn't what I truly wanted to do. Thankfully, I was good at what I didn't like doing, and I got a promotion. They asked me to become part of the training staff. That wasn't my passion either. That wasn't my dream. And it's only here recently that I've started doing that. And I'm trying to figure out one dream that can make me happy, yet make me money. But back when I started, like I said, my career, I started traveling to the NCAA first and second round basketball tournament. And... I felt, the reason why I traveled to the first and second rounds, people were like, why don't you go to the Final Four? Because in the Final Four, I see three games. But when I go Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday, to the first two rounds, I'm seeing eight games a day. And it's usually for less money, than what going to the Final Four is. I would try to figure out how good Florida basketball was going to be, and then kind of pick someplace, a tournament site that I liked. That's how I got to know Nashville. it's how I got to know Tampa, Jacksonville, um... I'm trying to think of all the di- Columbus, um, Greensboro, Char- Charlotte, um, Charleston. I'm trying to think where I mean I went to twelve of them in a row, and I first heard of Tim Tebow when I was sitting in the corner lower row of or lower level of the NCAA basketball tournament and Florida was playing in it and it was actually if I remember correctly in Jacksonville If you know anything about Tim Tebow he's from Jacksonville he just recently signed to play for the Florida Gators he was a homeschool kid that a lot of people teased and joked and said, yes, he plays on one of the better high school teams, because in the state of Florida, homeschooled kids are allowed to be part of the high school team. But they just didn't believe that he was going to be able to handle the grades and the team and all of that. They thought that Tim Tebow at the University of Florida was going to be one of the biggest busts ever. Well, him and his dad and his mom had shown up at that tournament game. And I couldn't figure out, I didn't know who it was, I couldn't figure out why. Florida Flant fans were, it was almost like they were making a pilgrimage over to our section. I was with my best friend and and there was a line, literally to shake hands with him, to take pictures with him, just to say hi. Um, a lot of people met him that day. They introduced him on TV. He was shown and he waved And his name was put up on the screen on the uh, basketball arena. And as soon as I read it, I was like, oh my God, that's our number one recruit. And he spent the whole session, I don't know how much basketball he got to watch, but he spent the whole session getting to know a lot of Gator fans. And there was just something about him that I was wanting to see. I wanted to get to know him better. I wanted to follow his career. Now, this has nothing to do with his religion. So don't write me about that. It has nothing to do with that. Um... Tim Tebow, deep down, believes you should be uh, there for your neighbor, should back up your brother, um, should take care of people that are less fortunate to you. I don't know that that has anything to do with religion. I think that's a lot about being a good person. And if you're arguing about those basic things... I don't want to hear from you. Don't bother writing me. Now, if you want to get into some of his other stances, that's not why I like Tim Tebow. That's not why I support him. That's not anything to do with me. So don't write me. I watched Tim Tebow at the University of Florida really come into his own. He became a leader, um, and he always got his teammates involved. And I think that's something the news didn't highlight, is that, you know, summer session, A, he didn't attend usually. He usually went on some kind of trip over to the Philippines, but he never went alone. He always asked some of his teammates to go. His first year, they won a national championship. But he wasn't the starting quarterback. Chris Leak was. However, they had special Tim Tebow plays that they put in, and he, you know, was a strong part of the team. His sophomore year, he definitely took over. I definitely can remember going to the University of Kentucky and watching Kentucky versus Tebow and them hitting him with a hard shot by two players in the head and he had to come out of the game and you could tell he was woozy um he almost fell walking and then there was a point where I thought he was going to slide off the bench that he was sitting on. See, football's always been his dream. Sports has always been his dream. Do you know how hard it is to make it to Division 1 status? About 3% of all athletes. That's all sports, not football just all sports of all the kids you will see play this year in high school about three percent of them get to go play college sports and then out of thousands of them there are very few that get to go on to the professional leagues or to the Olympics So, people always cut on Tim Tebow, his senior year, saying, ah, he's not an NFL quarterback. And you saw a lot of announcers, if you followed it, saying, he needs to switch over to tight end. He's not an NFL quarterback. Well, you know what? Everybody that watched him knew. He wasn't an enough quarterback. Anyone that watched NFL knew he wasn't going to make it. Guess what? He did. He made the league. He was put on a roster. He was a second team quarterback he was a backup quarterback but you know what happened the first team quarterback got hurt and Tim Tebow actually started in an NFL game as a quarterback when no one thought number one he could be a quarterback they wanted him to switch to tight end and secondly The other half never thought he would make it in the NFL. Here's the thing that I think you need to ask yourself. Why are you so against Tim Tebow? Why were you so happy he got cut? He's a small town kid. Yes, he came from Florida who got n- noticed playing for Nice High School and went to Florida. He wasn't good enough to become a starter his freshman year. He had to work for it. He got a national championship ring out of it. People then said, oh, Florida's going to fall off. Chris Luke's graduating You know what? Tim Tebow led him to another national championship when everybody said he couldn't. Then they said he couldn't play in the NFL. He wouldn't even get drafted. He wouldn't make a roster. He did. They said he'll never be a starting quarterback. He was. They said, well, he'll never be a good one. He got the Denver Broncos into the playoffs and was probably... I don't know, probably about three plays short of taking them to the conference finals. He was cut later and what did he decide? I'm not giving up my dreams. I'm not giving up my passions. I'm going to go play baseball. And people made fun of him. He hadn't played baseball since high school. Yet, he made the New York Mets club. He started off in single A, moved up to double A, and everybody kept saying, oh, he's too old to be playing in the minor leagues. He's not that good, da-da-da-da. And he kept moving up. And when baseball season was over, he became a broadcaster. And he did that for numerous years. So, ask yourself. Why do you not believe in Tim Tebow? Why do you not like him? Why did you cheer when he got cut? Because, see... I guess you have to ask yourself the question, could I do what he does? Could I pick up a football and actually be an NFL quarterback? Second string? Well, I can't. I know I can't. Could you start? Well, no, I can't. There's only 32 quarterbacks that get to start in the NFL. Yes, some get hurt, and others start in their plays. But on any given time, there's only 32. He got to be one of them for a while. Now, does that make you jealous? Does it make you jealous that not only could he do that, he played double-A ball for the New York Mets? Could you do that? Is it the fact that in the off-season he worked hard, learned, traveled, interviewed people, talked to them about how to be a broadcaster, and became a very good broadcaster? Is it because... I believe she's Miss America. I don't think she's Miss Universe. I think she's a former Miss America. Is his wife. Is it because of that? Or is it because when he was done with baseball, and Coach Urban Meyer, his college coach, who he always wowed with all the different stunts that he did, Gave him an opportunity, and that's all it was, an opportunity to play in the NFL again. And see, that's what I think gets me, is a lot of these fantasy football, sit on the couch, eat popcorn and nachos, wanted to say, he's not going to make the team. They're moving him to tight end. He's never played tight end. He's not going to be a good tight end. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Guys, he's already made the NFL once. Yes, it was a long shot. He was going to make the Jacksonville Jaguars. If any of you watched video, you knew It was an uphill climb. He is old when it comes to athletes to be learning a completely different position. Completely. I'd venture to say there's probably not anything that a quarterback does that a tight end also does. He had to learn to block. He had to learn to run Pacific pass routes. He even had to learn that if there was an interception or a fumble. Where he was to go. But he put in all that work. He put in all that study. Not because he needs money. Not to irritate you. Sports is his dream, his passion, and that is one thing I can always stand behind, is if this, whatever it is, is your dream or your passion, and you go for it, that every time you're open, you shoot your shot. And Tim Tebow always did. Sometimes he made them. Sometimes, like with the Jacksonville Jaguars, he didn't. I'm excited. Is he going to go back to broadcasting? Is he going to go into coaching? What is his next dream? That he's going to work hard at. And I guess I have to ask myself that question, and I hope you do, too. What is truly my dream? What is truly my passion? And am I open enough to shoot my shot? Do I have enough confidence, belief in myself, and my support system to go after my dream. Guys, I hope at least one of you listen to that. I don't expect your minds to be changed on Tim Tebow. But I hope in a little way, maybe he changed your mind on what you should be doing because I can tell you what there's someone listening to this that they're not happy where they are doing what they're doing because they just hate it it's not their passion go get it I'll talk to you guys soon and hopefully I'll see you somewhere down the road